Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Doesn't look like I agree with it. Good morning, amigo. I thought of you immediately as soon as I read that. I, I don't agree with it. but So I don't agree with what he said. I don't agree with him having to resign. Agreed. There. Because what we're losing here is, is we're losing freedom of speech, too. No matter what side of the fence you stand on. And this shouldn't be a division. This should be a uni unification is what it should be. And around the country, the protests are seemingly not just more peaceful, although still very powerful. Uh, it has become more and more evident that what went on the first few days was instigated by people who were not behind the message of the movement. And it's become evident every day. Now, is there still some stuff going on? Absolutely. Fine. I'm actually okay with that. I just, some of the stuff was difficult to watch over the few days. I think it's an education process for all of us. I think we all learn. Well, none of us know exactly how that feels if we are in that position. I discussed that yesterday a little bit. I also believe that <clears throat> I'm allowed to support and not completely understand. Knowing your heart that it's just wrong because it's hate, right? And then count on others who are complaining, who live it on a day-to-day, -to, -day, to trickle it down, to spread that wisdom. And that, I think, is as important as anything. A lot of willing participants to be wisdomed up. And even a dude like me that I believe in my whole heart that I don't... It's very simple for me. It's always been very simple for me. I don't draw a line. Uh, I know where I stand with this, and, you know, I think racism is deplorable. I think any sort of prejudice is horrible on any level. But what's been exacted in this country to blacks, and particularly black males for some reason, um, is not just alarming, it's, it's troubling. Uh, and while there are those who propose that it's gone away and it's less, and, and, and in some factions it is, there's a lot of subtle racism and prejudice that goes not just unnoticed but unspoken. And... <laughs> All that's happening here is that discourse, we are opening discourse to this, trying to, trying to understand and trying to make others who understand less than us. But my whole concept of universe of one is clean yourself up first, figure you out, figure where you sit in this, and then go from there, because you're allowed to have a different opinion. I just think that we all have to agree that to a certain, to a certain extent, there are some things that happen here that not only not do not need to happen, but I think even in the way we educate our police officers doing certain things, I think leaves something to be desired. I think it's in the culture, Frank. So, you know, I have dipped a little bit away from it only because I don't know how to be right. And the reason I bring up Grant Napier is because good, bad, or indifferent, Frank, he has an opinion. And because he expressed the opinion, he basically is out of a job. So, there's no way I can support what was said. There's no way I can support a Clemson football assistant for throwing out a racial slur three years ago. Um, you know, the, there's stuff that happens, and I get it. But there's a certain point you get to where it's just someone's inalienable right to have an opinion. And as crazy as it is, we sort of have to accept everyone's opinions. And this is on every side of this. That coin has several sides, and you, you have to, whatever side of the coin you sit on, the other sides, the multiple-sided coin. I've never heard of that before, but here I go.
we have to understand that there's people who have other viewpoints. And I think that's where we lose a lot of this. You know, and um, if you can tell a subdued tone, it's because uh, it is. Because it is. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little more relieved that it's a little quieter, that it's not as bad as it was. Um, but we're a country in disarray because of a global pandemic. So this is unfortunate. The looting wasn't as bad yesterday, but all over the country, people were ignoring curfew. Yeah, well, th- you know, there's a group of people that want to be heard, Frank. New York City still and I and New York's a little bit crazy right now again. Um, a lot of politics. There, there are some too. people who want to get heard. I mean, yesterday in my, I have a private Instagram that I don't, you know, it's family and friends. If I haven't had a trillion touches with you, you're not in there. No offense to anybody who asks. I get requests for it, and I'm just, you know. Uh, students who have students aren't getting in there, no matter how close I am to them, they're not getting in there. Um, it's 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 family and friends. It's you know, mm-hmm. I post my family. I don't necessarily post my family pictures on my public one. It's not my kids because they're here, but you know, ten, I tend to go in another direction with my with my public IG. Um, but in my private IG, I did what I did on on the station IG and the show IG, and my public IG is that I posted a black screen. So a longtime friend of mine says, are you voting for the socialist Biden? So I said, no. I said, nope. And he says, you know that that's what that meaning is. That's why they did it on a Tuesday, and it's a socialist. And so I said, I don't think that's what this means, I told him. I said, but I'll look, you know, like, right now I'm at a point where I'll listen to anybody, and I'll at least do the... the I'll do the research. I'll do the due diligence. I'm not going to discount what anybody tells me at this point. But at the same time, I was pretty sure that one thing didn't have anything to do with the other, but I didn't want to disrespect his opinion. So first thing I thought is like, well, you could have hit me on the back end with this, but this particular person is not the first time this happens. Mm. But I'm not completely offended by what he did. Like, there were other people offended for me. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You see, this is, here's where, wherein lies the problem. Like, I am not fighting with anyone. <laughs> I even wrote in the response, I go, okay, time to do some, I go, time for me to look into this. And then one of my friends goes, you don't need to look into anything. It has nothing to do with that. It's this, this, and that. I looked it up. It, the movement started through radio. Yes, it started through radio. So that, I mean, where I got it from was what we did yesterday on the station. Which is crazy because radio never goes black. That's the whole message yeah. behind it. So I was like, dude, this has to do with my industry. And it has it blown up into other areas? Yes. But it's the radio stations that I noticed. Too. So I went back, the memo we got from Sirius. I went over everything. I'm like, absolutely, this is a radio. And then when I went, and you know, I'm not a Wikipedia fan, but I did the Wikipedia, and it, the source says absolutely. Yes. That it's, right. it, and, it, and obviously it's expanded. And they've even asked for people not to tag Black Lives Matter because one thing doesn't really have to do with the other. We're actually pulling away from that hashtag. People have to learn to properly hashtag sometimes. Um, And I got crap for that, Frank. So I didn't honor a response to saying, hey, you're wrong. I'm not doing that. I understand it. I looked it up. I wasn't going to take it down to begin with. But a couple of interesting things went right. It went right to being political. And I said something like in my response, I go, I don't think it's political. I go, plus I don't do politics anymore. I, I, was, I just don't do politics anymore. 
Um, that's the best response. Mm -hmm. So somebody asked me, hey, Larry, are you voting for Trump? I go, nope. Larry, are you voting for Biden? Nope. Right now, the leader in the pack is a guy that I have voted for twice already that I've written in. A guy that I know personally for 40 years. Marco Rubio. Nope. Jose Fons, my best friend. <laughs> when I've been in doubt as to who to vote for, I have abstained by virtue of writing his name in. You have a burn vote. I, I've done that before. I've done it twice, actually. That's funny. But you see, what's funny is I did it to Obama. I refused to vote for Obama one of the times. Wasn't voting for him, so I voted for Jose Fons. 16, I'll tell you who I voted for. I voted for Marco Rubio. I wrote Marco's name in. It's weird for me to vote the guy who I could check a box for. I'm always writing it in. Right. And it looks like this might be the fourth election I write something in. I, I, you know me, it's always a game time decision anyway. But the point I make by telling you that, right, is none of your damn business who I'm voting for. With all due respect to my friend and to anybody that were to ask. I've never asked you because I don't none care. None of your damn, it's none ya. None your damn business who I'm voting for. Mind your This is all about universe of one. Agreed. Worry about who you're voting for. Don't worry about who I'm voting for. Like even off air, you and I have conversations about different things. We, you don't, have no we don't. You have no idea who I'm. Voting we don't for. dabble into politics so deep, but we do talk about certain things. I talk you have more, no idea who I vote for. I talk more politics with you than anybody that does not have the last name Milian. Okay. So understand that you do get a lot of politics with me. And yet, I could honestly tell you, not only do I not know who you're voting for, you have no clue I'm voting for. Because I'll come in one day and tell you something about Trump that I like. The other day, I'll come in and tell you something I like about Biden. I just want what's right. And I wait for the game time to make the decision who I think is going to help us through the next four years. And if I don't think either one's going to help, Jose Fons it is. I have no problem for the third time in my life writing in Jose Fons, giving my write-in vote to Jose Fons for President of the United States of America. I have no problem with that. Hilarious. It's true. I wish there was a way to, like, there's a document that would say everybody who received a vote for president in every presidential election. Because I'd love to see his name on that list. Like, it would make me, it would warm my heart to see that he has one vote in a presidential election, right? But I don't think they do that because I think too many people do that. It's too much, they, they don't have time to be documenting that. I, I have heard about a lot of false names that have been run for presidency. and Well, not and, run. I think people sometimes write in funny no, names. No, not run. I don't mean run, but like they're within like the list of right. candidates. Or I'll whatever. give you an example, right? So like, um, you know, I can't make that example. That All right. Well, a one. couple of years ago when the whole got him, the part, the, the part before the got him, you know what I'm talking about? No, you have to tell me off air on that one. I'm, All right, I'm well, anyways, that phrase, somebody actually wrote in that phrase, I think it was like in Tennessee or Minnesota or something like that, and they, he got multiple votes. He got like 20-something votes. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, people take the funny things when it comes to this. That's fine. I've got, I've got no issues with that. Um, the other thing I'm having an issue with before we go to break, um, in social media, it's all about the small story... In this riot, this guy did this to this person or this cop did that. Oh, my God. I have to say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'd say, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. This is not what I, I... You take one example and prove a general statement. You guys are idiots when you do that. So figure out... I, I, I'm figuring out more and more every day what that message is. And I am willing 
to be someone that conveys a positive message. Anyone who wants to come on and and join me on this positive message, like I have zero problem with that. Um, because I think we're in education mode, and as I'm in the education game, I do a lot of teaching, but here's one of those where I know how I feel, and I've already positioned myself on how I feel. Now it's a matter of education, not just to the listeners, but to you and I as well. I feel strongly about that. Uh, the effects of COVID-19, my friend, is something that we'll never forget, but there are strands of this virus, Frank, that affect factions of sports. And you're like, what are you talking about? There's a strand of this virus, okay, that ruins individual sports. And I will tell you on the other side why. And the worst part about it is those strands have no vaccine. You're looking at me funny. I'll explain more on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for it. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from, uh, Good Morning America from my, that's funny. <laughs> that's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. 
You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. What's up, this is Gronk and you're listening to Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. final department meeting so that they can hear me on the radio and understand. I'm a show-off sometimes, Frank, so I'm just being a show-off. That's because the room's not full of teachers. If it were, I would mute myself, turn on the, the video, and hide behind the wall and continue doing my show. But since it's Mr. S and Dr. T, you know, we got Acronym City here, so we're ready to go. 
Good morning, amigo. Back here on Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Um, it is the strangest and weirdest last day of school I've ever experienced as a student or a teacher. I remember I'm a newbie as a teacher. You got I got folks in this room that have been teachers for a while. I would never put Cap, and not Colin Kaepernick, but Lurgy Cap, on blast to give me all her years of wisdom and if she's ever seen a last day of school quite as odd and strange as this. But I think we, <laughs> I think it's predictable what the answer would be. Um, this is odd to the nth degree. And, and whatever, it's what we've been living. You and I, Frank, have been here just about every day for the last three months. Um, this was not how I envisioned the final day of school. Another empty room, another day in uh, the not-so-paradise not so world of Slam Radio. It's empty. This is a studio that's meant to have people in it, have life, and have energy, and it has not like it's dead. It's big for a reason. It's dead, so we need some, we need some folk coming through here. So hopefully Fauci, uh, his message today is true, that, uh, that indeed we are looking at an end-of-a-year a vaccine for COVID-19. And we are in hopes of uh, that COVID-19 take a back seat and we can get back to normal in so many areas. But first with that and then second, so that we can concentrate on paying attention to the voices of others who feel that they're not being heard. That's all the riot is. That's all a protest is. It's the voice of the unheard. And we have to understand that. And I think that I'd love for COVID to go away real fast so we can tend to that. Because as long as the message is distracted with something else of magnitude, uh, we're never going to get that message. We're never going to understand it. So COVID go away so we can deal with the stuff in our borders, so we can be a united States of America once again. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. I spoke my mind. Here's where, and I'm going to let the meeting do the meeting so I don't just monopolize the meeting anymore. Um, I always like to show off. Show off. I'm such a show off, I swear. <laughs> I really am. Um, <laughs> COVID is affecting sports, Frank Fernandez. How many stories have you heard of the guy? Has to go to a JUCO before he gets to Division One. He has oh, to yeah. put in that extra work. He goes to prep school maybe to buy himself an extra year. Um... So many times. There's so many athletes that go through that. So with this mess that's happened over the last three months with COVID, minor leagues, even though they were already planning on reducing, are almost non-existent right now. We'll have to build up again. The folks that are scratching and clawing for the grind now have a far less chance of making it. And the folks that were willing to go the extra mile to chase a pipe dream won't do it now. Or they have to go an extra three miles. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people. The ones that really have to go through the struggle, that fall in a category that you know that more likely than not, they're not going to make it. But you got to give it your best shot. That's the player that at some point is going to look at all odds and say, what happens to a kid that graduated high school this year, didn't get to play his senior year, and goes to play college basketball this year? Do you think he's an advantage, disadvantage? We're... we're where does that person lie in relevance to what the game is? 
What happens to the guy who's trying to get to that Division One team and is scratching and clawing and needed last year to make that jump because he lost a year of eligibility because he's in a JUCO. He lost a year of eligibility. So do you see, let's, let's use one sport in particular, like basketball. Do you see basketball maybe like in the next 10 to 15 years find itself in a position that they have a kind of a lull in talent because of the coronavirus? Like Because remember when Jordan retired, for a long time the NBA was looking for that star. Like they didn't have that star that they can market as the face of the NBA for the most part. I don't know if I can tell you what's going to happen 10 years from now relevant to this. I can tell you what's happening right now. That concerns me, Frank. Uh, to answer your question, well, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. all those extra players you can say that wouldn't go that extra mile, and all of a sudden those players go to a different career path. So now the, all of a sudden the, the, the pool of talent that you have kind of depletes a little bit because of all those players that were supposed to be coming in. You don't know necessarily who's going to be able to get in there. You understand? Gotcha. Um, like at that point you feel kind of like whoever did make it through it's kind of going to be have the, a better opportunity to get in only because there's going to be less players or of less talent actually getting into it at the same time. Here's my other point of view, right? We know kids that got out of high school and went to a JUCO or Division two or three or small school. I know a kid that went to prep school. Like prep school actually might save you because it saves you the eligibility here. But you went to a juco or something you lost last year like how much harder is your already pretty improbable struggle how much harder did it just make it so i think there's a lot of people who have chased it who, who have chased the dream who are not going to chase it now because the odds are insurmountable or more insurmountable than they already were and that's to me where i where I feel that this is a strand of the virus that can't, you're never going to find a vaccine to it. Because it's about economy. And, and quite frankly, if I, had a, if I had a son that was 14 or 15 right now, whatever sport it is he have, I would double down on it. That's the age, 14, 15, even 16. I would double down on that sport. More than ever now. Because there's going to be a gap. Right now, there's going to be a gap in some sort of whether it's not that you're not going to get kids. It's the talent of the kids you're going to get. You'll see what I mean. Well, it's an age range because like even to the max level. So you had you had kids slash young men that were graduating their division two or whatever. And they thought that we were going to have an opportunity to go to the draft. We know somebody that has somebody that's very close to them that that this happened to, which is Aspect. Aspect's nephew was on the path to the NFL. And the only thing that he needed to do was have his pro days. And then he would have been able to possibly maybe spark some attention from somebody to yeah. possibly get drafted. If not, go, late, go undrafted, um, even, even, even Canadian League. But the fact that the coronavirus hit when it hit and no pro days were played and that attention wasn't necessarily given only by trying to pump out videos destroyed him. And he doesn't necessarily know where his career, where his future lies now. That sort of sucks, to be honest with you. That's what I meant. And I didn't mean to scare people, but that's what I meant when I said the strand of a virus that you'll never find. Never find a vaccine for. It doesn't exist. Frankie, on the other side, we'll, we'll keep it continue. I thought that was kind of a funny little bridge segment to have. We'll come back on the other side. Keep going at some stuff. I want to go over some sports stuff. Basketball season has an end date, according to NBA. 
uh, Players Association and others. And uh, we'll talk about that proposed date and so much more. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Meet Ingrid, fiery spirit, caring grandma, proud trucker. I've logged more than 4 million miles in my truck. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. I was driving outside of Ohio when a gentleman stopped suddenly in front of me. But it takes my 80,000-pound truck 200 yards to stop. I'd given myself extra room, but it's not a chance worth taking. It's It's our roads. It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. 
He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Setting up the defense for Derek Jeter's dating diamond in left field, Mariah Carey. The center fielder, Jessica Alba. In right field, Jessica Beal. In the infield at shortstop, Scarlett Johansson. At third base, Vanessa Manillo. I think I said that wrong. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There's no losing only learning, there's no failure, only opportunities, and there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Flowers are What's up everybody? This is Spice Adams. Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah! Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
were timed out perfectly. I wish they would have seen just how wonderfully timed that ended up being. What's funny was that I was going to barge in and your last sentence or something be like, amigo, time to get back on the air. Just that would have been funny, though. But I didn't want to steamroll past your oh, awesome words. good. You like my wisdom, huh? Yeah. I've been in wisdom mode lately. Whatever, man. I'm too old. You're like an owl. Larry the owl. I have eyes like an owl. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my godmother, and I'm the godmother of her son. But my godmother, Daisy Hernandez in Jersey, with my godfather. That sounded so Playing perfect. Hondo. That was perfect. It sounded like you said it right now. It was uh, timed perfect. But she does listen in every day. Catches us on Facebook. So if I do that three times, chances are she'll hear it twice. So I always, every so often, give her a shout out, just in hopes that she hears it. Sometimes she'll go back and hear it, too, like, you know. But and I usually get her early. In the, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I, I go early because she listens early. So I know that. So that's uh, that's my godmama. She cool, bro. <laughs> All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass her a little bit. So my godmother, like back in the day, like she was the hot, the hot blonde. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. She was a babe. She still is. You see her, you're like, my God, look at this woman. So, like, all your friends would be like, hey, bro, what's up with Larry? Oh, what's up with your godmother? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would that upset you? No. Man, I my godmother. To... Like, it is... So, my friends looked at my mom that way, and that was. Your mom is very oh, attractive. Oh, bro. Your mom is very attractive. Man. And I got to think, if you T minus 20 years, no offense to her, 20 years is 20 years on all of us. I go, if you go T minus 20 years on, on Mama Fernandez or Mama Frank, uh, Bobble. <laughs> so, I used to always get bothered in the beginning, and then I was just like, you know what? This is going to be something that I have to deal with. I remember in grade school, because my mom used to work like in a law firm. So she always used to have to go with those suit dresses or whatever they're called. Um, and everybody would be like, oh, bro, Frank's mom, Frank's mom, Frank's mom. I'm like, man, guys. Well, now but it'd be the girls too. Be like, Frank, your mom is so, so pretty. pretty. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah, but now you live it on another generation's level, your sister. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one up. <laughs> well, I had the older sister that was hot. So I always, my little self got myself in a mess. I ever tell you a story, I'm walking down in Brooklyn. There's, there was Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, right? And there was Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> Definitely a poor man's version of Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Not even close. It's it's really bodega up. It, it used to be very endemic to the area and the nationalities in the area. I couldn't tell you because I haven't done Fifth Avenue. Even when I've gone back to New York, I don't know what Fifth Avenue looks like these days. I'm sure it's similar because it's really on the cusp of some of the apartment buildings and inner city feel of, of Brooklyn. That's at least the area of Brooklyn where I was born and raised. Um, I, I will say this to you. Brooklyn. <laughs> um, taught me a lot, Frank, as a kid. Um, and I saw a lot of stuff. And learned a lot of stuff and figured a lot of stuff out when I was in Brooklyn. Um, the one thing I can tell you about. Oh, that's because I have the volume up. Sorry, brother. Um, being from Brooklyn, I saw everything. I saw people from all walks of life. I saw, I, I, I experienced just about anything you could imagine, right? And I saw it all. 
And I think that lent to me growing up a certain way, seeing things a certain way. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me was being born in Brooklyn. Um, but when I would stroll down Fifth Avenue, there was all types, Frank, all walks of life on this Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn. And my sister always taught me to love everybody. So I was just this loving kid. I was the kid that you saw the other day, the video, the kid that went around the whole and gave everybody hugs. Mm -hmm. That was me, bro. Like, there were some people who said, oh my God, Lawrence makes me sick. He's, uh, I was just this, 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 this barrel of love all the time. Always nurturing, always caring. Just not caring. I oh, just wanted to now. give people hugs. I just, oh, I loved everybody. You see somebody down now, and you immediately go towards them, and you try to make them feel so better. So I just, I kind of was like that as a kid. So it was difficult to deal with me when you got the bipolar side of me. And it was interesting at the age of seven or eight when it would come out. And one time I'm walking Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue was synonymous for being filled of all types. And with the Puerto Rican and Hispanic community in that area, sometimes the women would get ogled a little bit. In the 70s, this was very common. Today, you cannot get away with the things that I was fighting against in said story that I'm about to complete. So my sister and I are walking down the street to my... To be very honest, my sister was a hottie. And thinking if I'm about eight years old, my sister probably about 21, 22. Okay. She was the prime of her looking like a hot babe. And we're walking by, and I'll never forget, I believe it's 47th Street and 5th Avenue. And there's some dudes on the corner. And I'm going to say in Spanish exactly what I said. So PG-13 notice here. We're walking down, and the guys start whistling. And one of the guys said, Mamacita, mira que tú si estás rica y buena. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I was probably eight, Frank. I looked at the guy. I go, ¿Y por qué tú no te vas a tu mamacita? Y te, también te vas para el coño de tu madre. I said something to that effect. And whoa! And I went and I flipped the double middle fingers at him. At this point, my sister's in a weird spot. Does she castigate me for doing this? And then it makes her look like she was enjoying being googled. So she's got to kind of go somewhere between. So she pulls me away without saying anything to get me out of harm's way. As we keep walking, we get to the intersection across the street to keep walking on that side of the sidewalk. I hear them still commenting. I stop in the middle of the street of a crossing. Oh, my God. I turn around. I give them the Brian Cox salute again. I go, Dile a tu madre que yo voy luego. And I turn, oh my God, that's when I got whacked across the head. I said in Spanish, I go, let your mom know I'm going by later. Yeah. Eight years old. Uh, I can believe your sister whacked. So, but you got to understand, this was the kid that loved everybody. He's such a good kid. He's such a good kid. And this is when they started discovering that I had a mean streak. The fact that you can dismiss someone like that, oh, all that the time. vulgar at eight all years old—they used to be impressive. scared. They used to be scared that I would flip off. It's kind of scary. It wasn't even so much the vulgarity because it, it was more like I was smart. So "mamacita" to me was a mom reference mm. when I was a kid. See, this when you tell, oh, "Hey, mamacita, tú estás rica. Oh, mamacita, you look good." And I said, you know. Get your mamacita which is basically get your mamacita and go go fly a like kite that. with your mom. Go. And then I was on the mom. The mom thing is what pissed me off. 
<laughs> so to twice give them that, they were like, whoa. So my sister had to pull me aside and go, you don't, you don't know who they are. You don't know if they have a knife. They're going to come after both of us. You can't be doing that. You need to calm your temper down. Um, that's how you're raised. Like, you don't, like, I'm not going to accept that as, yeah, a, as proper proper terminology towards my sister. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. No, it's not happening. And it's funny because that's eight, right? MPP. But 45 years later, I'm the same dude. The MPP. I'm the same dude. Yeah! One of my famous, I'm about to tell you to go fly a kite. I, I'm going to try to say this as PG-13 as possible. <laughs> I love these stories. You've said, you've heard me say. Love these stories. You've heard me when I get mad, I channel my anger That's by saying. I say. That's why we're here today. That's why we're here today. I'll go. This is the, my delivery of this. I wish Anthony was here because he's heard me do this. You say something that'll piss me off. I'll look at you. I'll go, anybody? Ever. Anybody. And you'll be like, huh? Anybody ever tell you to go bleep yourself? <laughs> I do this crap every time, Frank. Anybody ever tell you to go? And I say the F word. <laughs> so the impact, I have you hanging on what I'm trying to say, and then I just come with the insult crashing through. That's like equivalent to the knock-knock from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Say that one. Knock-knock. Who's there? Go F yourself. <laughs> That's right. He did that. He DiCaprio. <laughs> yes, he did. His buddies are like, oh, you never laugh, man. Come on. You got to cheer up. You got to loosen up. He goes, all right, okay, I have a joke. Goes, all right, go ahead. He goes, knock, knock. He goes, all right, who's there? Goes, go F yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. Love that movie. Anybody ever? When I get someone the first time with it, it's fantastic. Anybody ever in your life ever? Anybody ever tell you go bleep yourself? Um, yeah, that's that's my story about being a little kid in Brooklyn, and almost getting myself in trouble all the time. I almost didn't have a radio career. Oh, the other one that's fantastic was the was the big Italian boy in the neighborhood. I live in a Jewish neighborhood, but every so often we had, you know, the trickle through Italian Irish kids that lived in some part nearby that they're still lingering over because I lived in a Hasidic neighborhood where across the street was all Puerto Ricans and Hispanics. Funny, this sounds like a John Leguizamo skit. Well, this is actually a very true story. Well, I mean, he lived in, in Queens and all over New York around this time where you were living in. And ironically, a kid, the guy's name, I, I can't make this up, his name was Anthony. Um, big, heavy set Italian kid, right? So I used to mind my beeswax. Stereotype. I'm sorry? What a stereotype. What a stereotype. What did I say? Big Italian kid named Anthony. I mean, he made, <laughs> he fits funny, every bro. stereotype, but that's exactly what he was. And I used to, all the time I've told you, I, I used to throw the rubber ball against the wall mm -hmm. and practice my fielding and practice going to the left. And I had my own thing going. I was a loner when I played outside because I, you know, no disrespect, I wasn't going to play with Hasidic Jews. They were... They were awful with me. In fact, I spent a lifetime playing defense against their counter-racism to me. Things, thank God, are different nowadays in life. But the 70s were a tough time. Nobody believed in anybody. I mean, the, there were riots in my neighborhood between Jews and Hispanics. Wow. I, I can't make this up. This is documented in the news. Like, riots. Like, we had to hide. and Like, I, I can't make any of this up. So they weren't my best friends, if you know what I mean. Got you.
Um, but they sort of feared me because I was the crazy little Spanish kid at the end of the block. And I just didn't want to deal with that much. But the other kids they used to come through. We'd play, and then we wouldn't play. I don't know what I did to piss this guy off. But he came to my block to fight me. <laughs> All right. You went into enemy territory. So I have my glove. I have my ball. I'm playing. And he shoves me from behind. <gasps> so I'm out of sight from my home because where I would play was probably about 50 yards, if that, 40 or 50 yards, down the block from my house. And the perspe- you couldn't look out my windows like a normal house and see the pr- perspective because the building next to us was a tall building that blocked your line of sight, which was the very building I would throw the ball against. So all I had to do was go 30 yards this way. My dad hated it because I was out of line of sight. Somebody could scoop me up and pick kid at me and nobody would ever know. Especially in the 70s. You know, and I'm on a corner towards a main intersection, but I loved playing there. So I get approached. It's him and two of his buddies. And he shoves me from behind and I turn around and go, what's wrong with you? I heard you said this. I don't know what the hell it was. The next thing I know, he's swinging a punch. Now, if you remember, from a very young age, my dad sparred with me and taught me how to box. Um, This didn't last very long. He swung. I kind of looked. I kind of blocked his hand, whacked him with the left. When I see his face, I come and I just crossed him with the right. His friends turned around and walked away. I'm coming back for more. And I said, okay. And he, he left. I went upstairs. And my hand, you know, has cuts on it. Right. I whacked him. <laughs> and my dad sees it. He goes, what happened? I said, I don't know. Anthony got mad and I had to fight him. <laughs> it was the 70s. He's Italian. My dad's now freaking out. Because what if his dad was a button man or, like, dude, there was a heavy mafia influence in my neighborhood. The last, my dad would have much rather I beat anybody else up but an Italian kid back then. We didn't know where he came from. We didn't know his parents. We didn't know his parents were going to show up. We had no idea. No idea who he was connected with. My dad flipped. Flipped out. I said, Dad, I was defending my, I was playing ball. The guy came up to me. What was I going to do? Let him hit me? Um, God is my witness, Frank. Bro. I never saw that kid again. He lived around the block from my house. This happens, if it's not a year before I leave, it's a little less. But more than ample time to have run into a kid that I used to see in the block all the time. I never saw him again. I got to think he went the other direction, start playing with other kids on the other side of the, of the neighborhood. He didn't come back to me. I never saw him again. How did you name your son Anthony after a story like that, that you beat the crap out of an Anthony? Because... I've had a lot of positive Tonys in my life. Okay. One of my best friends is Tony Valdez, Pastor Tony that I talk about all the time. Tony Montana. Uh, another very, believe it or not, another big thing about the, the Tony was my cousin, Anthony, when I came to, the, to Miami in 80. And uh-huh. he went to Miami High. One of the cousins I was talking about Miami High. Uh-huh. Um, Anthony Ray, you know, showed me around Miami and told me what it was to be a Miamian, you know. And, and he was my go-to. He was my buddy for years, but he was my cousin and he was my... And, and someone I looked up to, a little older than me. Um, and then the other Anthony that really molded it, to be quite honest with you, is, uh, is Tony Eggwas. Tony Eggwas was the equipment manager for Miami Dolphins. He was a good friend of mine. We weren't besties or anything, but he was a stand-up guy. And I always thought he was a stand-up guy, and I got to know him. And it's been a few years uh, in a cool, cool friendship with him. And, and I still stay in touch with his family. And he's a stand-up guy. And I just, 
I think when it came time to name, I was like, bro, the name Tony keeps coming up. It was going to be Tony or Matthew. And the reason I like Tony was um, just because I, I know it's a common name, but I, I felt like it went well with Anthony Lawrence. So, you know, wanted to give him my name as a middle name. Very nice. And, uh, and I thought it meshed well. So it was either Matthew Lawrence or Anthony Lawrence. And I liked Anthony Lawrence much better. Much better than Matthew. Yeah, don't call him that. That's soft. So weird. Yes, yeah. That's soft. I didn't like any. I liked Anthony. I thought it was a <laughs> tough kid's name. You know, like that, that Anthony kid in Brooklyn had balls to step up to me, even though I whooped his ass. My brother, my brother, when he was gonna name his son, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna name him Jordan Michael," and I'm like, "What kind of a hole are you, bro? Like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, one, Jordan is a soft name as a first name. Two, everyone's gonna make fun of him because they're like, "Oh, your dad's trying to name you Michael Jordan. <laughs> you got it wrong. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> backwards, man. The backwards, man." Like, bro, go with a cool name. Why don't you flip your name? So then he ended up uh, naming him Anthony Michael. Look at that. Well, that was another one, but I thought it was too cliche. Michael Anthony. Well, that's my brother's name. I wanted Michael Anthony because I also like Michael. I th- like obviously, I'm, I'm into the Italian names a little bit, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not like Floripondi or. <laughs> there are no Spanish names. No Eliezer was in the finalist of names. You know, it was obviously a lot of American names for me. Uh, I loved Michael, and I wanted Michael Anthony. Um, yes, inspired by Michael Corleone. Yes, sorry, but uh, I, I had a strong feel for that one as well. Totally destroyed format. Yeah, uh, no. but it was a fun conversation, so I like you ride. All right, so we do quick break, or do we just roll? Yeah, we we'll go quick break. Come back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM one four five, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. This is Alan Hearns with the Miami Dolphins. Shout out to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Yo, Frank, were you aware... That the brain of an alligator fits inside of a teaspoon? <laughs> yes, sir. One of my favorite factual statements Ooh, of the gator. That's the short temper. That's where the short temper comes from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to get upset at me. <laughs> our, uh, our new student station general manager, Dania Perez, Happens to be, uh, what is it? she may be uh, a bit uh, of a Gator fan, maybe. Uh, something that Frank and I are not. <laughs> She's confused. We still have one more year to break. Oh, I'm going oh, to educate. I'm going to educate. But again, you know, uh, I have said in the past that that's a pretty darn good school. Crazy city. Um, but I love making fun of the Gator. But the Gators got a great school. The Gators got a great, no doubt about it. Pretty school. It's, I don't even think it's pretty. I just think it's a great school. I think they do good work. Even though I don't like them very much, I just don't. So, you know, this, Frank, by looking and, and, and dealing with day-to-day activities in sports, it's becoming more and more evident to me that as much as I want to see basketball return, Oh, God, the finals ending in October is troublesome. Yes, that's what I was trying to tell you yesterday. That's a little troubling. Because that's when the next season is supposed to begin. So when's the next season supposed to begin? 
So then all of a sudden we're going to be stuck. This is going to be the new uh, the new schedule of the NBA. So what I don't like is they don't address next season. They only talk about start and finish this season, but then they don't. They're too caught up in trying to. They're too caught up in trying to give those teams that were on the bubble a chance to get in. The circumstances are the circumstances. You if you're in, you're in. If you're not, you're not. And they just continue the playoff and just start the playoffs right now, you know. But they're too content in trying to bring now 22 teams, teams that were close to sort of in the bubble, and I don't. I don't agree with that aspect of it. Someone stole my Clorox wipes. They're over here. Oh. I was cleaning back here yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna fight. <laughs> After I heard what happened to Anthony, I don't want to mess with you. I was going to fight, boy. What happened to Anthony? Yeah. Oh, Anthony from my hood. Yeah. The hood. That left hook, I remember it so good. So good I remember that left hook. My dad was enamored with teaching me the left hook. And I never understood why, but I caught him lunging. So when I took the step back, I just, like, my first instinct was to go, and I lowered down, and I was whack. So I remember hurting my left hand, and then when I crossed him with the right, I cut my right hand. Mm. And he stumbled and walked away. Where'd you get him with the left? In the gut? Oh, no, no. On the face? <laughs> two, two, two shot? Boom. Forehead, that's why. Bang, bang. And then when I crossed him, I got him in the chin. Mm, bang, bang. It was, it was pretty. Uh, the MPP. And I, hate, I don't like violence, so I don't even, I'm not a fan of, of bragging of any sort of prowess, but, you know. Pretty cool. At that time in my life, my dad did a good job of sparring with me and showing me how to counter punch and how to avoid a punch. It was really good. You'd throw a punch at me, I'd go, look. And it, you know, the whole. But whatever. That was a long time ago. I couldn't fight with my ass. I don't want to put her back right now. Maybe I could. That's a funny story. I'd forgotten about poor Anthony. I wonder what happened to him. Maybe it was the best thing I got out of Brooklyn. He might have become a. I'd have become a button man for the Gambino family. That's all I would have needed, right? <laughs> oh, you think kid would beat me up in Brooklyn? 79. Uh, cloudy overcast day in Miami, and it puts into perspective, Frank, when I'm trying to sort of stay away from getting controversial and better to understand, and then there's no one to really help you understand. So we find things to talk about, and, well, the topic's very short-lived, to be honest with you. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. What, uh, they don't even have in there, to be honest with you, they don't, they don't talk about when the NBA would start the following season. They don't. So how do you make this plan, how do you have this conversation and not even realize that? So I'm going to the chat. The chat's really uh, funny because I guess they were enjoying my story. Mario goes, he went to your block? Uh-oh, that's a big no-no. Yeah. <laughs> they know. <laughs> oh. What's that, Mario? Handball. Oh, that, that wall was, I used to play handball on that wall, too. I also enjoyed boxball. Boxball, oh my God, I was a G in boxball. Mario, I understand your point that not every team gets to finish their season. Obviously, they got to start a playoff and whatnot. So some of those teams that don't make the playoffs or have a short existence in the playoffs will have the proper rest. But just think about a regular season. Usually the finals are second week of June. They don't start playing again until October. That's July, August, September. That's four months. What are you going to do four months after October? 
When you, you, you think you start Christmas Day, what are you actually going to do? I mean, I mean, I, I'm just. Yes, it it's is Angel kind of hard to plan ahead for that. It, it is and it isn't. You have to think ahead, though. How is ending October 12th going to affect the following year? And are we going to have to cut that season because of it? You feel me? Yeah. That's what, sure. And I'm not seeing anywhere it's being addressed. I think that's the bigger issue I'm having. Like, no one is talking about it. That's what's weird to me. I mean, same thing for the MLB. I mean, if they play until, what, Christmas, I mean, that's going to affect the other, the, you know, rest of their season as well if they try and play all 100 games that they're saying. But I doubt that that's going to happen. That's what uh, we can't. I mean, we can sit and have a conversation, but we really know. I'll tell you what I do know is that our homegirl, Lurgy Captaville, is the GOAT. I think everybody in this room would kind of agree. Sends me an article just now, which I found very interesting, Frank. Listen to this. You ready for this one? I'm ready. One in five teachers, it was a poll, may not return to school. They're likely to go back to school if their classrooms reopen in the fall. And there's a potential massive wave of resignations about to happen in that industry. Is this in nationwide or is this like... This is a nationwide, is an exclusive USA Today Ipsos poll. One in five teachers say they are unlikely to go back to school if their classrooms reopen in the fall. Wow. A potential massive wave of resignations. Though most teachers report working more than usual, nearly two-thirds say they haven't been able to properly do their jobs in an educational system upended by the coronavirus. Separate poll of parents with at least one child in grades K through 12 find that 6 in 10 say they would be likely to pursue at-home learning options instead of sending back their children this fall. Nearly a third of parents, 30%, say they are very likely to do that. Really? Somehow I'm not believing this poll. I don't believe that. I don't believe that parents, because parents have to work. Like there's a so all right so I had a conversation with one of my one of my um, neighbors and his daughter is ten years old so the school already had a meeting with both him and his wife and next year they're already preparing for I guess for wave teaching so they have two groups of students one group would go probably Monday and Friday the other group would go Tuesday and Thursday or something like that Wednesday would be a day that they would um, disinfect the school so they would just kind of clean the school. And then everybody would do their virtual learning on Wednesday. The days that you don't go to school, you do virtual learning. But I had that conversation with him, and I'm like, but what does that do with you and your wife for work? Because both of you work. So he's like, that's the nightmare that we're, that we're, that we're all of a sudden having to face because we don't have anybody that can just stay at home with her all day to do virtual learning twice or three times a week. I think the other issue I have, okay, so the poll's 505 teachers, K through 12, 403 parents of students K through 12. So it is a small sample size. Mm -hmm. So, but the numbers are a little alarming, but that's, while it's a big sample size for a poll, or it's a, a correct sample size for a poll like that, I think it's a microcosm of what you're dealing with. Everybody in, in this, everybody with me now, would you guys come back to school without apprehension? No. I don't know why, I, I'm really hoping that that doesn't become an issue. All I'd go back to school. Right? I mean, Angel, you're cool with coming back, right? I would go back hands down. Nicole, Mar, Diana? I would go. Definitely. 
I would go back with the, you know, correct procedures. But, yeah, I would definitely go back. Diana? As much as I don't like school, I would definitely go back. <laughs> Thank you, Zach Morris. <laughs> Zach Morris. And good morning to you, Diana. That's our little lady. We love her, man. She's awesome. Um, she's the queen of candor. That's what I like about her. Unabashed. You know what? Like, if I had to do one body language thing to, to describe Diana, she couldn't see me unless she's watching me on Periscope or something. But look, Frank, this is what it is. Yep, pretty much. It's the who gives a crap shrug. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, you can see me on Zoom, Diana. Here it goes. Look, look. <laughs> I missed that shrug. I used to get it at least three she times. She does it all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Diana, don't go in there. This and that. Right. She takes everything with a grain of salt, and as usual, like, okay. <laughs> you look a little scared because she's so skinny. You go, Bing. you see that? that, that Bing, Bing, Bing. It just doesn't move. It's like a little thing. <laughs> I swear I can't tell you how many times I've seen Diana do that, man. See, those are the little things that I miss about having them around here. But look, all of them. You know, now my sample size is tiny. It was five for five. Only one showed even a minor apprehension, which was when Nick Nicole said, we take the proper guidelines, whatever. Well, the beautiful thing is that the, I've already been promised the correct uh, class size. There's enough space in here to distance. The booths are the issue. I haven't figured out the booths yet. We would have to sanitize those daily. And that's still not properly distanced. Right. Um, I have a feeling we're only going to be able to use six, six booths at a time. I can see that happening. The thing that I find like kind of suspect with that poll is how many parents said that they would find another option for their students to go to school in the fall. Uh, the virtual, luck. the virtual look. The virtual learning is working now for some parents. Why? Because everybody's home. But once your job is requiring you to go back home, uh, back to work, then all of a sudden, what do you do with your kids? All of a sudden, the virtual learning doesn't work anymore. Because I'm sure, I'm sure they'd rather send them to school than worry about like a daycare bill or something like that. Correct. I um. I marvel what they say today and what they'll say later. It's easy to say that today. In two months, what do you think they're going to be doing? Signing them up. You know what I think is going to happen in schools is you're going to have a, wait, a wave of late sign-up-for-school people. The ones who are here are going to be here. Like, you know, they say, oh, enrollment's not. Enrollment's not everywhere. Nobody's thinking about this right now. But they're going to rush to it in July. When they have to start thinking about it, they figure out what's going on. People are waiting to see what the guidelines are going to be. Right. But listen, quietly, I haven't looked at the numbers, but since I'm good at math, I know when we got to a certain number, and then I saw the number yesterday, and I said, wow, like the country's deaths. Am I wrong in saying they're under 1,000 for the entire country lately? They have been for a little bit, but the number that still stays constant is the new case number. But if the survival rate continues to increase on the new case rate, remember, you have a backlog of tests, right? And now all of a sudden, I bet you testing is slowing down. I bet you, I don't know what the number is, probably 5% five five penetration, maybe 6 Yesterday, you had 1,100 deaths. Okay, so it did get over And I think the day before, it was 1,200. So, but it's trickling down. I mean, we're right, 3,000 deaths but, a day at one point a couple of weeks ago. But look at new cases. The new cases are still at 22,000 cases. That's still a lot. Even though it's down from 25, great, but it's not, it hasn't gotten any lower than 19. What, what do you think happens, though, to the death rate? If the death rate's going down, what do you think's going on? I think you're getting more people getting tested that are going to survive. Right. I think that that's, that's something here that's been missed. 
and the precautions are going to protect against those who are more susceptible to get it. You and I, God forbid we were to ever get that, you and I would have a bad cold. I think my eye test is going to be what happens in two weeks. If the numbers spike up, then we still have to be concerned. I always if the numbers don't go anywhere, then I'm done with all this beat. I always felt halftime of the year, halftime of the year, halftime of the year, halftime of the year. That's why I've always felt by July 4th, we're going to figure out what happens the rest of the year. And I said it four times because I've said it over and over again. Halftime of the year, always 4th of July. Take inventory of what's gone on so far, what you expect to happen from here on in. And I believe that that's when we'll see it. I think it'll be another four weeks, Frank, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we go, now that everybody got together for all these demonstrations and everything that they're doing right now, um, we're going to see if it's going to be a problem or not because that's what we're going to really see if there is going to be a spike. Now that everybody's together, people are in social distancing, people aren't following guidelines, people are doing whatever they need to do because all of a sudden, the social, um, after what happened with George Floyd, coronavirus is not existent anymore. You even said it yesterday, like the headlines for news, the top story for news is no longer coronavirus. Nope. For something that was huge, now all of a sudden is no longer huge anymore. The only time that you necessarily get reminded of the coronavirus now, at least in my life, is whenever I go to the store and I see the sign in front of the window before you walk in that says, please wear a mask beforehand. Other than that, I forgot the coronavirus was around because I feel like I've been in summer mode for the last two and a half months. Regard even though we've had to, uh, to check into a meeting or whatever, fine, I get it. But still, it still feels kind of like the summer. It's an extended summer. So in a couple of weeks, once the, the once once it has time to process with all these demonstrations that happened, if these numbers spike back up, then I'm going to find the reason to be concerned. If these numbers stay the same or even continue to drop, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and say, what now? We're done. Well, we're done. It's just you got to attack it a certain way. Uh, I'm not looking forward to a possibility of having 10 to class with a mask on. The reality of no longer being able to hug my students the way I used to. I have to lead on that. I can't go look for the hug. I have to I know. literally lead on that. Go, no, no. I know. And that sucks because I'm used to that. Dude, it was daily with Brianna. I got a daily hug from Brianna. Now, she's not going to be here next year, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, this station moves with them. And I'm just wishing and hoping and, and, and praying that we can get past the coronavirus and get back to what we do best and what we enjoy doing best, to be honest with you. Um, gosh. You ever have a thousand things in your mind and they start popping up to you? You got to remember to do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that mode right now. I want them here for more. I guess the most important reason I want them here is because we're going to delve into new things. I want to get a few of them, people like Mario, people like Araya. I want them to do their own podcast, 30-minute podcast every other week. And we have programming like that. No more of the vignettes. I want them to have their own shows. We label the shows. They're on the grid. Our experienced kids should be having their own shows at this point. And upload the podcasts. What my daughter did, I believe there's between 12 and 15 of my advanced kids that should be doing that every other week, should be providing a podcast for me. By the way, are you interested in that going up in podcast form? Because I can go ahead and upload all. Absolutely, stuff. anything of that nature you can. Okay. Absolutely. Are you talking about her old shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. The Alzheimer's stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um. That's why I want to get back to kind of normal. This is just weird to me. You know, I just having not the activity. It's you and I. I mean, we're gonna work our tails off. Get get ready this summer. You're not gonna be happy with me this summer. I know that. You're gonna get upset at me. We'll have our normal days and then. 
we're gonna have a few days there. We're gonna be like, bro, really? I, I thought this was summer vacation. Yeah. Because I wanna be up and ready. I want this place looking top notch. Top notch when they get here. So, you know, Frank, I want to address them privately. Let's let's go to a little music, and when we come back, I'm gonna I wanna have a movie conversation with you as well. I was thinking about this last night. That's a you and I conversation. So let's let's tease that. I want I want to talk to you about movies. I have three things that I want to ask you in your opinion. It's gonna position for me exactly what uh what I feel you do when you watch movies or come to the decisions of watching movies. I was surfing yesterday and I couldn't find exactly what I wanted to see. I was struggling with that. And I'm like, man, how does one determine what they want? Movies, shows, little Camila Cabello, Slam Radio. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. few straggling kids they did it again they stuck around again got a little more of a personal conversation with them though today yeah and we backed out played a little music and i got just to talking to them. it was four or five of them that are going to be back next year um and it was good to be able to talk about the promise it's almost like a state of the union that, that ends up happening um we got to hype them up for next year somehow. They're hyped. And some kids that we didn't even really think, honestly. I mean, let's be honest. We did not. I'll be very honest. There's some kids I just didn't. It didn't, it didn't dawn on me that they would catch I'm not going to mention names. I don't want to throw them under the bus or anything. That's not cool. There's a few of them. We had one of them in that room earlier. She's going to be a star, I think. Somewhere deep down inside, I think she's going to be a star. The MPP. She's good. <laughs> you having fun? I did something while they were talking that I have been wanting to do forever. What was that? And now the fact that I did it, I'm mad at myself that I didn't do it before. What was that? Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. What did you do? What are you doing? That's what I did. I cut that out of that. Oh. So I just have to... (laughs) 
So, Frank, I have a question to ask. I have a boomer question to ask. Okay. Does this I wonder to myself as I go through my Instagram on a daily basis? Talk to me, boomer. And I don't understand it, and I need edification on this. I need to understand. Like, trust me, I. no one's a bigger proponent of making sure I look good for my pictures on social media than I. I feel very strongly about that. I think it's super important. Okay. Um, but my question is how come there are so many people? And I'm not going to generalize one sex or another sex, but it's generally more one sex than the other sex. Um, the need to go on social media looking like a snack. Does it make them any money? So I, there's plenty of women that you see have a few hundred followers. Uh-huh. I mean, they follow a few hundred people and have 67,000 followers. 147,000 followers and they follow 912 people, right? That's a social media Instagram monster, you would think, right? You go on the thing and it's some amazing pictures. If you're a pretty girl, you're going to get Somewhere between fifty and 100,000 followers if you do it right. My question is, what's the purpose? Are every single one of those models making money in the industry? Like, who? No, that's... I can't believe that some of those people who have 800 people they follow and they have 80,000 followers, that they're making money off of being pretty. Maybe I'm, I, maybe I'm ignorant. That's, I don't know. That's why... Help. In- that's why they're Instagram models. I mean, at the end of the day, the Instagram Instagram is being used these days sort of as a portfolio. So these models are going around, they're taking their pictures, and they're hoping that some the right person is able to see these pictures and then they get their break. At the end of the day, I, I can't wait for school to be over so that I can say things like this and not feel bad. But the fact that we don't have a class right now, I'm going to say it. Guys are horny bastards. And they want to go and they see a pretty girl and then they yeah, follow. Being a, and horny, all of us, being a horny guy has nothing to do with looking at a girl on Instagram. No, like, okay, you go it. to your, I get it. But what guys, do they call it, the search guys, feed, right? There's guys that go around and follow these types of women because that they know that every so often they're going to go ahead and put a, uh, put a picture up. The fact that these girls see Don't that we these all guys, know sort of a couple of them I do. just follow I have, on them? Of course, Absolutely. And I and I and I feed. I'm not to, embarrassed to say that. No. Like, I, nobody can get mad at me for that. I, I feed to their followers, but the reason why they put these pictures up is because they, the clicks and the likes and the follows make them feel better about themselves. So then they go ahead and they post these pictures and they continue to post them. And now that's bled into like OnlyFans. So now there's this website that you go in and then you can have uh, uh, somebody can set up the page and then you can go ahead and have followers. But these followers have to pay money and subscribe to your content. That's garbage. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, this is a public figure. This lady was on a show called Jersey Shore. So, I this is not what I'm talking about. Jay Wow is not the one I'm talking about. Jay Wow has seven and a half million followers. Yeah, but she's on a TV show. She follows a thousand people. She's a public figure. She was on Jersey Shore. Naturally, Wow, I guess, is something else that she's on now. And, you know, okay. So, she's taken her social media platform and run with it. But then you go through, and this is a common thing, might I add. Because they are just everywhere, the pretty girls. And you go and you go, oh, wow, look at her. And when you click on her, you're like, wow, she's really, I'm not, again, not going to say. They could be from other countries for crying out loud. The Cindy Rojas, 
1,413 people she follows. She has 73,000 followers. She's got a man. She's very attractive. And she puts up a bunch of pictures that are very pretty, by the way. She's very pretty. I don't mean any disrespect by this. Most of her pictures are in Caracas, Venezuela. So, attractive Venezuelan girl. She has a partner, so obviously this isn't, she's not on the prowl, right? What do they call it? A, a thirst trap? Is that what you guys called it? Mm -hmm. She's just who she is. And quite frankly, I'm the first believer, like, if, if, if you're hot, then flaunt it. Who cares? Girl or guy? If you're a good-looking dude, bro, take pictures and post them. Who cares? All right, so I, have, I think I found the perfect example. So there's one that I randomly clicked, all right? She has 4.1 million followers. That's a lot I of followers. I have no idea who this girl is, all right? Her name, her name is Bruna Rangel Lima. So she's a fitness model. Um, it looks like she's into bang energy. So she must be, like, some sort of a maybe... Um, I, can't well, think of I hate to tell you that I know who she is and why I know who she is. Okay, why do you know who she is? Because if you remember, my buddy's wife is one of the bang models. And I follow my buddy's wife. Not to check out my buddy's wife, but she's, I know her and my buddy and my buddy's her agent and everything else. So they are all bang energy drink models. And she's been on some of her videos. So you happen to pick someone that I just happen to know who she is because I've seen her in videos, not because I follow her. Well, nobody knows who she is, okay? Well, Everybody yeah. just knows who she is. 4.1 million pretty. people know who she well, is. Well, because she's really pretty. And look at the pictures that she's posting up. It's all her in bikinis. And she's Brazilian, so you know how the Brazilian bikinis are. But then you go ahead and you click her website. By clicking her website, now there's different things that you can go ahead and, and link up with her. So she's a model for these Brazilian bikinis. I guess it's like sort of her business or something like that. It's showing her bang energy stuff. They're try she's trying to use different promo codes for 25% checkout and stuff. But then she has an OnlyFans link. So now she's taking her prettiness and taking it to another site. And when you click it, you have to pay $10 monthly to yeah, subscribe to oh, her link. Oh, but Bruna doesn't have an OnlyFans link here. If you click her website on her bio... The link, genie.co, yes, whatever. exactly. It opens a website. So now it opens up channels of uh, different things that she's doing. Oh, God. So you could pay money to just watch her do something. So I clicked on it just to see what it is, and it's a, and it's a $10 a month subscription for her content, and she can be as open as she wants on there. I ain't paying the $10, but if you click it, I'm sure there's some exposed pictures of her on this site. You think? Come on, Larry. Don't be so naive now. Maybe I am. $10 a month to watch some... Exclusive know. content. Official OnlyFans of Bruna Lima. Exclusive content. If you expense it, I'll subscribe. Well, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I I'm curious enough and interested enough to see if that's what goes down. We're on OnlyFans? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just afraid of the stigma behind doing that. I'll drop $10 for a month for the one that I see. Like, okay, I'll do this one, right? I don't know if it's this girl or whatever. I'll do whatever. I go, okay, let's check this one, Frank. And I'll make the $10 investment to see if that's what happens. Brother, I don't think so. Can I be that naive? Can I be open with you? I found one that was a $5 thing. And she's an Instagram model. And I think she's very pretty. So I clicked it because I was curious too. Brother, she sends a daily message to her subscribers. And they're all super exclusive. You didn't subscribe to this. You just happened to see what the subscription page is, or did you happen to subscribe? It, I it was five bucks. Five bucks. The hell it was a, some sort of trial thing, and it's usually thirty dollars a month. And I go, Fuck, I'll eat the five dollars because I'm curious on what's going on. So I went ahead and I subscribed to it. Now what happens? 
there's a lot of stuff that happens. A lot of a lot of adult stuff that happens. If you want to say it. the reason why they do it though is because they can't put this content on Instagram because then obviously through their through their agreement rights or whatever they're gonna get kicked off the thing. But this is all their exclusive content, so it's just a way now for Instagram models and for girls that are very pretty and to do their thing to find another route to go ahead and try to make a buck for their name or try to make a buck for their looks. Is at the end of the day what they're trying to do. That is crazy, though, Frank. Like, I see all this. I've always wondered myself, go, why would anyone do this if they're not making money on it? So girl, the girl that charges 5 or $10 a month, how many subscribers can she possibly have? Oh, hundreds of thousands. You got to be kidding me, right? You got to be kidding me, right? right. 100,000 people that pay 5 bucks a month to see her? You got to be kidding me. She made some million-dollar business. If one of those girls gets 100,000 subscribers at 5 bucks a pop, that's half a mil a month net, gross. Whatever her expenses are, say her overhead is 60% of that, she's still netting $2.5 million a year if that's the amount of subscribers at 5 bucks a subscription. So I don't think it's that. So big. this chick, sorry, this girl. <laughs> yeah, you went to chick there. That was tough. So it was a $5, right? So I had the $5 thing. Three months for her cost $26.97. All right? She has 202,000 fans. Fans or followers on Instagram? On OnlyFans. 202,000 fans on OnlyFans. Yes. Now, my question is, is a fan constitute you have paid the $5? Yes. No. Subscribers. No. Yes, she has 462 posts, certain one that I'm looking at. 100, 200,000 subscribers. 102, almost 203,000 subscribers. Subscribers. Right. Current that they're current. currently getting charged five bucks a month. Current, that's a mil a month. No, bro, I gotta look into this. This is crazy. This is crazy because you know what I'm gonna do. I swear to God. And they all say this is not going against my contract. All I'm, my content that's oh, too sexy for IG. Forget about it. Well, the only thing I would do, I shouldn't even say. And this. you got big time celebrities on here. And hold on a minute, like Black China, right? You know, you're familiar with who Black China is, of course, right? Of course. All right, I'm gonna look her up because the other day she flew by my screen. Her subscription is like $50 a month. 50 bucks a month? For real? That's a lot of money, dude. What are these? I, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. <sighs> I just would have never thought that it went down this way. That's, it's the, it's the game that everybody's playing and it's, there's a lot of people that I know that I follow this and that, that I've associated with as I've grown up. And they're, oh, I'm opening an OnlyFans page. Follow me here. Follow me there. And they've already, they already put risque content on, on, um, on Instagram. I was like, are you serious right People now? you know, actually. People I know. One specific girl I know. That's nuts, bro. And again, well, this one specific girl I know, I found one of her videos through a website, and then she totally denied it. But, yes, she's, she's dabbled in that field. And I guess it, it put extra money in their pocket. I've destroyed format. We're going to go to break. Come back on the other side. I'm astonished, bro. I'm just astonished. You feel me? Just astonished. I, I wouldn't have thought it'd be this way, but I guess it is. Black China subscription is $50 a month, and she has 3,000 3, uh, 3, uh, followers. She has 3,000 followers at $50, $50 a month. But you said the other one has 202,000 followers at five bucks a month. She makes more money than Black China. She's though. also charging a lot less money. And she's not Black China. 
Black China is a well-known name. So if you want Black, Black China, China comes content, down on her price, I think some of the people would jump in on that. Yeah, most, of course. You only have 3,000 people buying Black China's content. The other girl is 200,000 of them buying it. Or did you get the numbers wrong? No, no, I'm telling you. So you sure it's not 2,000? Not No. 2,000 subscribers would make a lot 000. more sense. 200,000. Wow, I'm baffled. All right, we'll keep this conversation going. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. segment of today's program. So, uh, seniors will have their graduation on Friday. Won't be attended by faculty. Um, so there's obviously mixed reviews amongst parents for that. Um, the guidelines were just too strict. They weren't able. They tried every which way but Tuesday to make it happen. They just couldn't. So in a very large area, they're spreading the kids out. It, uh, don't have a lot of details other than the parents aren't going. <laughs> uh, they will be able to see a, uh, a live stream of it, uh, which should be phenomenal. So uh, obviously from a technical standpoint, those things, they usually count on us. Uh, so I'll be, uh, I'll be rolled up sleeves, knee deep or neck deep in that in the next couple of days. Um, as of Monday, our show that comes on at noon right now, which is called The Youth, will be coming on at 11. And it'll, uh, it'll stay that way through the summer. And depending on how schedules and positions are, we'll make a change come the fall. The fall change would most likely move it back to the afternoon. Um, and Frank, just so you know, if it falls into the same categories as last year, um, I'd love for there to be pre-recorded elements of this show so that we can start the show at 2 o'clock. And then the live portion of it starts at 2.30. Okay. Pretty interesting dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there aren't many 90-minute radio shows, but I, I, I feel comfortable doing that. 
because I think they're good enough to handle that. And there's enough kids in the crew. There's a part of the crew that can handle that 30-minute pre-record every day before we get to the live portion. And the reason they'd have to do that is because there's kids still in class at 2 o'clock. Right. But that's how we're working on making that show, excuse me, that show bigger and better. So over the summer, it'll be a uh, late morning show, a midday show, they call that. And then come the fall, it'll probably settle in from a 2 to 3.30 or even a 2 to 4. If we can get enough pre-recorded content on a daily basis, Frank, we could put it at bookends and make it a two-hour radio show. That would be my dream come true. Um, we can work towards that, but if that doesn't happen, we have plan B and plan C. Um, and moving towards different things in the stations, we, we have commitments from half a dozen of our students so far about weekly shows. So our programming schedule will change and it will individualize some of our top talent in the station as they'll be doing their own programming. Rather than it be labeled as a slam rundown, they'll be doing their own programming. They'll have their own show with their own name and they'll be the host. And when you turn it on Sirius XM, you'll see it on the screen that way. A lot of major changes happening in the next 90 days here at Slam Radio. We're excited about that. Um... I think what you'll be consuming from a video standpoint, you will start seeing some changes literally probably as of Monday, right, Frank? Well, No, it depends on when we get the yeah, other. Yeah. Say, on. Waiting on some equipment. So we got to need some weeks, of that equipment. Yeah, but in, yeah. the com- in the coming weeks. I think you're going to let me set up the equipment. Like You're really making me rush over here. Like It's supposed to be summer break, amigo. What's wrong with you? I want you to work, bro. <laughs> I need you to work, bro. What's going on? Nah. Uh, yeah, we need to get that equipment. I forgot the equipment's not in-house yet. Um, but we will be doing some stuff that will absolutely positively make uh, your experience, the show experience, much uh, much more diverse. The other part of it that I haven't talked to you about, Frank, that we are going to find um, we're gonna we're going to make a, a Good Morning Amigo team. All right, and it's hard to do until you actually get to the phase of, I guess, what am I saying? When you get to the point of knowing who's in what class, because remember, I deal with schools, so I deal with the dynamics of the things in school that um, that interrupt the flow of a radio station or a radio show or radio programming. Um, I know who my candidates would be, but it just really depends how we do it, but we would want to enlist in every class one person to be a talent on the radio show to assist. Uh, I know who my candidates are for that. Um, but ironically, that's going to be the idea. And what we want to do, we're going to have a... I'm letting a lot out of the bag here. There is a plan to have uh, not just a, a page. Actually, it starts as a page. It'll have its own website address. But uh, you'll need to access it through our Slam Miami site. Um, go to go to the station page. And um, from our leadership team, which is the management team on the station, to our talents. We'll be able to showcase them, obviously, first names only, um, in a way like you would if you went to a radio station to see who was what. Um, and that gives us an ability to look more and more like what a radio station is supposed to look like. But um, the students are enjoying what they're hearing. We're giving them briefings on some of the many things that we're working on and we'll be working on. And that's why I don't mean to scare you, Frank, but uh, got myself a busy uh, busy summer. I'm aware of it. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, we just signed off with our last class, you know, and, and that's it. So school's over. No more Zoom meetings. 
Well, we got one now. Oh, well, I know, but I mean, like, okay, hold on a minute. But well, the, well we do have Zoom meetings because remember, the youth continues to move. But what I mean Zoom. is during the show, like, we would have to do a lot of stopping and a lot of yielding to these meetings. One of them was the big one at 7.30, which we always had to figure out a way of either A, kind of listening, we, or B, pretend like we're listening. We got commended or today. Or C, having to play music. We got commended today for always attending those meetings regardless. Make it, like... Having the responsibility of the first half of a radio show and I thought finding a way to attend every meeting, man. I thought that went unnoticed. That's why, I don't know if you saw my reaction. I went, whoa. I was like, whoa, I'm listening at the right whoa. time today. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so so that's a- one. The other one is that we know that when classes start. So we know that one is about 7.50, which is all very awkward at the time. So there would be a lot of students that would be texting me on the side like, uh, guys, we're waiting in your waiting room. And we'd have to go and maneuver to that one. Um, off days, we'd have one at 10, which we just had not too long ago. But, yeah, we don't have to worry about those anymore. Like, it's different when we're off air. Like, we can deal with those. Like, we're going to deal with them right now. But the ones that are just in the middle of the show are a headache. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I'm baffled, though, is we, we have. We never had that music. I mean, I'm sorry, that movie conversation I wanted to have. I teased it, and I never went to it. That sort of sucks. We don't have enough time. I go to a quick break and then do it, but it's not going to give us enough time. We're signing off in a few. Yeah. Oh, maybe tomorrow. Um, it's finding topics that are going to be compelling until sports comes out, because I think it's a drag to talk about sports. We went, you know, we went to some sports conversation today, and it was a drag. It was a drag. Nobody knows what's going on, so it's all about proposals and thought processes. And- a lot of guessing, assuming. I don't, I don't necessarily like to be the game of assuming so much. I like sticking straight to the facts. You know what happens when you assume. Yeah. So, you know, legendary coach Pat Dye passed away. Remember? Day before yesterday? Uh, yeah, there, we, all, we have another one that just... John Majors passed away. Right, I was going to bring it up, but Rated I didn't want to interrupt you in the middle of your thing. Coach Pitt... Um, I don't know why I think he's Marino's college coach. I think he might have been. Uh, he was a uh, 1956 Heisman runner-up as a player. Won the national title in 76 with Pitt. Terrible news came in this morning about our friend. We were talking about him today. It seems like whenever we talk about someone, something happens. Like We had Frank Martin on the show, and four seconds after he hung up, they released the notion that there's going to be this documentary about the asylum in Miami High, a team he coached. Um, we talk about Chris Archer. I don't know if we said it on the air. We might have been talking to the class 10 minutes ago about Chris Archer. And lo and behold, the news came through as I was talking to them about him. Uh, he underwent surgery yesterday to address thoracic outlet syndrome and will not pitch again until 2021. Ouch. Okay. I'm going to send him some some love via my messages. Um, but talking about sports, a little bit of a drag. We don't. We have no idea. We don't know what to expect. So in the coming days and weeks, it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll it'll make more sense. Everything will start tying in. I still need an explanation on how you end the basketball season October 12th, and that's okay. Uh, it, it appears that Mayers did coach Marino for a couple seasons. He did, right? Because Marino graduated in 83. 83, correct. 
So we're so bored that there's an article in ESPN asking where is Andy Ruiz Jr. And no one is really can tell what's been going on in his life, um, what's been going on, where he's been, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Well, there's also a, a, an article on ESPN that's pretty much saying that they don't know if the Raiders are going to be ready in time or the stadium's going to be ready in time for the Raiders' start of the 2020 season. Hmm. There's speculation that they might have to go and dabble into the stadium previously used by the San Diego Chargers just so they can kick off their first season. Oh, gosh. But they're full steam ahead saying that they're going to be in, 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 in Las Vegas uh, they already have the certificate of, of occupancy, so they can go ahead and move into the training facility. Um, they're just not sure if the stadium is going to be built because remember the stadium was being built and the coronavirus handled it. And they did they did classify all those employees as essential workers. Some did get the virus and some didn't, but they were still going through. But that obviously got in the way of some of the of the construction process. Hmm. But their contingency plan right now would be to go play at Qualcomm Stadium. If that's what it's still called. Do you see how this isn't very compelling conversation? I know. So at some point, you know, we have to make a general decision as to what. Sorry. What we're gonna do as far as being on the air, when, when we're we're gonna have that conversation today. As a matter of fact, you and I. Um, in the coming weeks, you'll hear us on the air for sure. Um, I think right away, at some point next week, you'll hear. Shows that may have some content and may have some uh, rewinds of stuff that we'll play to allot us some time to start making some of the changes that the station needs to move into, you know, what the August school year will be. Because remember, we also have to be prepared for the notion that it's us running it. Mm -hmm. Like we need the reason we're tidying up this way is because what if it's us? What if something goes on where they can't get back in the building or it's limited as to how they can be in the building? then it's going to really fall on us to run the station. It's a responsibility. We can't just let it sit there. Um, and that's going to play a part in this as well. So we uh, we got some work ahead of us. We definitely do. But today's the last day of school. They go off to a, quote, summer vacation. Summer of 2020. I wonder what that's going to bring. <laughs> Hopefully some sports, right? Hopefully, man. I mean, you would hope. sports some sports the latest on the baseball front after other than the archer news um is basically nothing <laughs> that has potential doesn't it <laughs> bro it doesn't feel like the last day of school man I, I like at this time already you're like you start peeking out the window and you're like all right who's gonna take out the shaving cream Where's the shaving cream? That's the other thing, though. Like, kids these days, they don't party the same way we used to party on the last day of school. Remember, the shaving cream came out hot and heavy on the last day of school. As soon as that bell rang, you had to watch out. Your head had to be on a swivel because you know that that splat was coming from one direction or another. Uh, how about the eggs? You ever deal with eggs? Eggs were a big deal in my time. Eggs were not as big of a deal in my time. It was more of the shaving cream. Stink bombs. Ever deal stink bombs. Oh, yeah, for sure, stink big bombs. Deal. But the eggs were the eggs were a little bit the eggs were saved more for like the people that you didn't like. As you drove away from the school, you'd launch the eggs. Because you didn't want to get in the middle of one of these melees and then all of a sudden eggs are being launched all over What's the place. What's great about eggs, eggs is you can't really get hurt by an egg because the shell crumbles upon hitting you. No, you can't get hurt. So and then, then you the just stench, get slimed, then the you stench smell. that sticks afterwards is awful. 
I was prolific at the egg thing. You know that. The great thing about the shaving cream is that after a little bit, like it kind of just falls off of you. Like it uh, melts, I guess, evaporates. Evaporates, so to speak. I really, the, the egg thing. Didn't do it often, but when I did it, I guess the baseball prowess helped me be good at the, uh, the egg thing. I used to do the long distance ones too. Oh, yeah. The you're long. running away, I could get Oh, yeah. That's I what the eggs were saved for. You'd be like, oh, you're going to run? All right, I'm going to get you. You take a couple shots, bling, 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 boom, until you finally grab them. <sighs> the eggs were also saved for the egging, of course. We need baseball. We're talking about egging. <laughs> and I'll say We're it's... talking about egging. We need... We need... <sighs> we need sports. We need football. We need baseball. We need basketball. What are you going to do about basketball? This is crazy. I was lucky, though. I was lucky that my grandma was down as bleep. And I told her, Abuela, oye, last day of school. School ends at 1 o'clock. Don't get there till about 2. You got it? She goes, yeah, I got you. Okay, great. I had to say that on the DL, though, because my mom had wanted no part of that. She's like, no, your grandma's going to pick you up, and you're going to come home immediately. No, if you ask for it, they get there 15 minutes early just to make sure you didn't do it. Yeah, come on, mom. No fun, bro. You're the fun police. Lay off. Having a conversation with my wife yesterday, she started telling me about when Addison gets bigger, she's going to do bubble baths and stuff like that, and crayons, the color on the on the tiles. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, crayons. You know, you, 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 you when you do the bubble bath, I'm like, I never had no crayons when I was a kid. Then again, start thinking about it. My mama never let me have a bubble bath. My mama didn't let me be a kid. Never had a bubble bath? Yeah, like once every four months. Jenny starts saying she had one a week. No, not a few. I don't think I had one a week. I had like one every four, one every five months. My mom was the fun police. Handful times a year. I guess maybe I was more like you than like the weekly. She was the fun police. You know, the uh, the hey, weekly oh, bubble bath didn't that. happen, no. Then again, my mom knew everything that I was planning on doing before, maybe like five seconds before I was actually going to do it. Like she had that, I guess that female ingenuity, whatever. According to sources, NFL uh, players are not expected to return to team facilities until training camp. You know what's the next step, right? The next delay means it affects the season. You realize that, right? If they're not coming back until training camp starts, then you start cutting in the training camp. If you've got a long enough, now you start cutting in the training camp. So we have reached a point where... I can't say that. But rid of your bodily fluids or get off the pot. There, I said it. <laughs> You never know what's going to come out of your mouth. Love it. I can Shabbat Shalom you on one side, but you forget about it on the other. And I've completed the trifecta. <laughs> Are you going to jump on the OnlyFans side? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I like my new sneakers. I got new Adidas. They're comfy. They're light. I like light sneakers. They're not really meant to play hoops in, but to walk around and look okay with what I'm wearing, pretty cool. I like Adidas for style. I don't like Adidas for sports. Pretty cool. Nike. Oh, gosh. Okay. Off I go. Into the sunset, psych. You thought I was ready. Look at you, ready to press the button. No, no. Remember, 12 o'clock today, you catch the youth right here. And programming notes starting Monday, they'll be on weekday mornings, midday mornings at 11.
for the foreseeable future, June, July, and at least most of August. In fact, all of August probably. Uh, most of August. Let me bring that back. All right. I got work to do. Got to get ready for a graduation. So, like I always say, off I go like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.